Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's 12.03 on Tuesday afternoon, March 7th. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. I'm Rob Hart. Artificial intelligence and chat GPT technology is being deployed to help salespeople become more effective. We'll talk about that in our next segment. But right now, comments from Federal Reserve Chair Jerome Powell are impacting financial markets. Let's get the expert analysis from David Jones, Chairman, DMJ Advisors, and then Denver, Colorado, author of the book Understanding Central Banking. David, thanks for joining us today once again. The uh, the short version of Jay Powell's testimony is that there's still a lot more work to go uh, when it comes to uh, taming inflation. However, uh, David, it seems like there are some sectors of the economy already in recession. So are they waiting for the uh, employment market to turn south before uh, saying that they're they, they're making progress or doing their job? Well, that has to be part of the process. We have to see a higher unemployment rate. The labor market is extremely hot, and so therefore that unemployment rate may not go up as much this time as it has in the past when the Fed was engaged in a tightening move to bring inflation down. But there's no question that the Fed chairman was tougher and uh, more alarming to the markets when he said rates have to go higher, they have to get there faster, and probably stay there longer. Uh, the stock market got hit hard by that news. Uh, the Fed chairman um, really was of a mind that um, while we've seen some signs that higher rates have hit sectors like housing very hard, um, it's that core services sector, um, uh, excluding housing, that is not showing much impact at all from the Fed's tight money policies. I think the Fed's waiting to see some evidence that there is going to be some impact uh, in slowing inflation on services, which uh, are a significant part of all of our spending. So the Fed's going to tough it out and stay with it until they get the job done. Now, David, this is a philosophical question, but I came across a political cartoon from the 1970s, the last time we were talking about uh, raising interest rates to uh, slow down uh, runaway inflation. And the cartoon was of a uh, person who had just lost their job saying that I'm doing my part. And someone listening to this might say, well, how come I have to potentially uh, uh, be subject to a layoff or or have a hard time finding a new job uh, to tame inflation? I didn't do this 
Well, exactly. Uh, when you get down to the bitter end of the process, I used to get a good laugh when I was making a speech as an economist when I said the definition of a recession is when you lose your job, the definition of a depression is when I lose my job. So there's no question but what people will lose jobs as the Fed sticks with it in this tightening move. Eventually, the whole economy should slow and the unemployment rate should move up in order to bring inflation down. You know, by September, we could be as high as, let's say, 6% on the Fed's target level for interest rates. And I don't think anybody was really seriously thinking about that until quite recently. And I guess it's 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 simply a pick your poison situation. Either you live with the possibility of losing your job or you also find a paycheck that loses value on a monthly basis. That's exactly right. Uh, there's no good solution to this process. But the one thing we know is the Fed's going to stick with it and push rates high enough to cool off demand and cool off inflation. David Jones, chairman, DMJ Advisors in Denver, author of the book Understanding Central Banking. Thank you for joining us this afternoon. Coming up, people working in sales will get a boost from artificial intelligence. Money conversation that pays a big dividend. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. The company Salesforce is incorporating an AI chatbot into its services. Let's learn more from Paul Hockman, president of Humongous Media and former tech editor for the Today Show based in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Paul, thank you for joining us today. Tell us a little bit about this uh, technology being uh, rolled out by the company Salesforce. Does this mean that uh, the AI chatbot uh, will be able to uh, berate underperforming sellers like Alec Baldwin and Glengarry Glen Ross? <laughs> Minus the language, yes, I my, think, probably. Will the AI tell you that coffee's for closers only? <laughs> coffee's for closers, and it'll leave out vulgarity as far as we know. Um, but here's what's really interesting. You're absolutely right. Salesforce is going to work with ChatGPT uh, creator OpenAI to add uh, chat, uh, that chatbot feature, basically powered by AI, and, uh, to its, to its cl- basically to its sales f- software. The thing that's really exciting is for somebody who is in sales, instead of having to cull from the universe of data out there about your customer, or even the refined data that you get via the Salesforce platform, uh, this, their, their vision of this is that ChatGPT is gonna actually help create emails. Uh, generate customer account information, uh, draft these emails, all sorts of things that are really beneficial to saving tons of time for a salesperson. So that's the vision they have currently. And uh, what, what are, as, as a salesperson, you know, how much data do you have to sift through on a daily basis, uh, just managing clients, uh, acting as a point person for their issues, and just you know the AI can take care of that so you can, can pound the pavement and find more business? That's the, that's the idea, to use a sort of a paper-based metaphor for a second, reams of data, you know, back when there was paper, as you probably remember. Um, the, the thing that's really important for a salesperson is to have absolutely up-to-date information about each client so that they can ser- not only serve the client, but also make sure they understand the client's needs. That data is massive in scale, in scope. Some of it's, some of it's publicly available, but not, not, the salesperson's not aware of it. The benefit of this, this ChatGPT function on top of Salesforce is that all that information is served up to that person, to that salesman or saleswoman, um, within seconds, 
it does save tons of time. Again, it's about the culling of the data, not about the fact that data is available. ChatGPT just goes and looks for it and generates feedback that's obviously you know, understandable to the salesperson in, in English. Uh, the benefit, again, is the savings of time, and that is worth literally infinite amounts of money to a salesperson. And of course, uh, for sales force, that could be worth an incredible amount of money as a tool that can be sold to multiple businesses. Well, one of the reasons that Salesforce is really touting this, uh, you know, Mark Benioff, the, the, the CEO, is in part because the stock is under pressure. Uh, they're trying to look for ways to save money. And what they, if they can offer this to customers, uh, they're basically saving tons of time, both for the customer and for Salesforce. And the idea is cost reduction, not just sales gen, not just lead gen. So the benefit here is uh, both ends, both ends of this uh, sales spectrum. And then once again, uh, you know, this is a, every time we uh, have an AI discussion, it seems like this is a uh, an application that has, even though it's been in development for a long time, we've been talking about it a great deal over just the past couple of months. So is this a, a an application that had been in development for a long time, or is this someone taking existing uh, GPT software and then just smooshing it into a sales paradigm? No, that's a great question. The reason that we're all talking about it so much is, is in part, if you take a giant step back, it's the, the, the curve of improvement, the curve of development has really steepened, meaning that this stuff is taking off. It sort of feeds as machine learning is designed to do, as AI is designed to do. It's designed to learn fast. And because the, the computers are learning while we sleep, while we're awake and every other minute of the day, the actual improvement of this stuff is, is legitimate. It's material. It's affecting all of us. And so the reason you're hearing about it a ton is because it's improving really fast every day. The net net here is whether it's Salesforce or not, uh, the universe of data that was out there but unavailable to us because we didn't have the time or the energy to go look for it is now being served up and not like browsers and Google, but now in, in prose form for us to read for it's basically they're calling it a co-pilot. For any salesperson, you now have a digital sidekick who's going to gather all the data you wanted to know so you could more effectively sell. And that's what's exciting, but it's also kind of scary for anybody who's in the, uh, the, the, you know, the sales business who doesn't have this at their fingertips. And it may have the Glenn Gary leads, too. Paul Hockman, president of Humongous, Lidia, uh, Humongous Media, former tech editor of the Today Show in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Thanks for joining us today. Coming up next, a tech and electronics retail giant moves into home-based medical care. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. An economy of words. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Best Buy is making a foray into the home health care business. We welcome in Bruce Japson, Chicago-based health care writer for Forbes. Bruce, thanks for joining us today. How is this going to work? Well, Best Buy is, you know, as we know them, they have electronics and they have, um, you know, a whole host of things. You go there for your TVs and, and stereos and so forth. And they are getting bigger into the healthcare space. The way they look at it is this: is we know last fall um, the government allowed for the sale of over-the-counter hearing aids. So in that respect, they said, "Hey, listen, we sell hearing aids. We have audiologists. We have tech people. We have now a hub where people can go and 
get tested and so forth. Now, this effort in, in healthcare is taken off in a lot of different ways. There's a lot of more established healthcare companies getting into it. But during the pandemic, when people were, were either afraid to go to the doctor's office or their doctor's office was shut down, a lot of hospitals were experimenting with services that you traditionally got in the hospital, whether that would be, um, you know, med- getting medication, whether it be chemotherapy, certain chemotherapy or, uh, you know, IV therapies or whatever, or just remote care where you need to be um, hooked into a machine. And they, the hospitals were saying, hey, listen, we are going to have to deliver that in the home. We can't we because of COVID. Now, because it's less expensive and it's better for the patient in some respects to remain at home, there's a trend going on in healthcare to develop new technologies and new ways of delivering healthcare in the home. And so Best Buy has partnered with Atrium Health, which is uh, merged with uh, Chicago-based Advocate Healthcare, last year, a big, huge system, healthcare system now, Advocate is, and they're partnering to look at new ways to develop patient care in the home. That might be remote patient care monitoring and so forth and so on, where, you know, um, Best Buy has their geek squads, you know, maybe they would work with the healthcare providers, go in the homes, make sure that whatever technology that used to be in the hospital they put it into people's homes, and then they get care, and they get treated or monitored there. That is the goal. Um, I would say it's sort of a uh, not necessarily that they're going to be bringing these services all right away, but it's also a research partnership to see what works, and it's kind of a fascinating step for Best Buy. And then very quickly, Bruce, this seems like the intersection of a number of trends, including an aging population, uh, home health care workers, as you said, uh, doing more work in the home as opposed to going to the hospital, and also the, the fact that you can bring this technology home. I mean, talk to anybody who's uh, either themselves or had a relative who has needed oxygen 24-7. Oh, for sure. And, and there are systems. There's, there's a company in Boston called Medically Home that is doing this work and was doing it before the pandemic and they work with the Mayo Clinic and I'm sure it would work similarly where um, you have, uh, we know there's a doctor shortage in this country. We know there's nurses shortage. There's generally workers shortages. So you might have a command center set up at the healthcare provider with a doctor and a nurse and with video technology and technology that, that, Best Buy is uh, well-versed in, you you don't necessarily need to have the patient leave the comfort of their home and go into the hospital. That's what they're finding out. They can say, hey, listen, we have doctors at hospitals and we can set up a command center here and then we can use technology to essentially be there with the patient and help them um, you know, remain in 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 their home and get the care that historically has been in a hospital. So hopefully, it would save money and improve health outcomes. Bruce Japson, Chicago-based healthcare writer for Forbes, thanks for joining us today. Still ahead on this Travel Tuesday, uh, help deciding if travel insurance is worth the cost. This is Chicago's news, traffic, and weather station, News Radio 1059. 
The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. I'm Rob Hart. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. Two of the four Americans kidnapped in Mexico this week have been found dead. President Biden releases a tax proposal designed to fund Medicare for several more decades. It's Travel Tuesday examining the pros and cons of travel insurance. Also on the travel beat, several high profile cases of turbulence on planes have taken place recently, including one deadly episode. WBBM business, the markets are lower. The Dow is down 477 points. The NASDAQ is down 87. The S&P 500 is down 50. It's 1231. Topping our news at the half hour, the four U.S. citizens who disappeared in Mexico have been found. But as correspondent Rita Foley reports, it is not a positive outcome. Two of the Americans missing since they were kidnapped in Matamoros, Mexico last Friday are dead, says an official in Mexico. Two others are alive, though one is wounded. The FBI had been searching with Mexican authorities for the missing Americans. A relative of one of them said they had traveled together from South Carolina so one of them could get a tummy tuck. Shortly after driving into Mexico on Friday, they were caught in the crossfire of rival cartel groups. A video showed them being loaded into the back of a pickup truck by gunmen. I'm Rita Foley. President Biden is proposing new taxes on the wealthy to help fund Medicare. He says the plan would help to extend the insurance program's solvency by 25 years and provide a degree of middle-class stability to millions of older adults. The proposal is seen as a direct challenge to GOP lawmakers who argue that economic growth comes from tax cuts like the ones pushed through in 2017 by former President Trump. It's 12.32 as the noon business hour continues. Markets are in the red today. We're joined by... Matt Shapiro, president, MWS Capital, based in Chicago. Matt, thanks for joining us today. And the short version of Fed Chair Jay Powell's comments on Capitol Hill is basically, we're going to keep hiking rates until the job is done, and oh yeah, I mean it. Uh, Absolutely. Just more interest rate pressure, hawkish comments from Jerome Powell. But, uh, you know, please, investors out there, put it into perspective the terminal, you know, everyone's talking about how, uh, an indifferent investor now knows Jerome Powell's testifying before the Senate uh, uh, Banking Committee and, you know, the terminal rate, you know, whether it's five and a quarter, five and a half and 575 investors need to really be, you know, pragmatic about it. It doesn't make a big difference. But what is making a difference is just patience is sort of wearing thin. We are certainly off the lows we've reached last year. Technically, the NASDAQ is in much better shape, but people want better inflation numbers. It does have to come down. So really, we'll see what happens on Friday. Obviously, we could get good news and we could have a big reversal to the upside. And and clearly, it seems like when it comes to fighting inflation, we are on much better footing that we than we were a year ago as the uh, uh, Russian invasion of Ukraine was in its uh, opening stages. There was a great deal of volatility in energy markets. We were talking about uh, oil topping out at maybe $120 a barrel. It's at $78 a barrel today. So there's maybe less inflationary pressure, but now it's a matter of, uh, you talk about stickiness, now it's 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 pulling those stickers off the wall. Right. And as, as, they, as Powell said today, the services and people going out for absolutely, you know, supply chains have healed. Commodities prices are normalizing, but wages for restaurant workers and the large service sector are still rising and hiring is still strong there. So the Federal Reserve 
is doing the right thing to bring interest rates where they should be. The problem is investors both want the economy to do well and skirt a recession, and at the same time, they want it to slow down to get the Fed off their back. So in the meantime, stocks are kind of caught in the crossfire. And I think the most important thing to think about is stay long term. The Federal Reserve is doing its job to safeguard the economy. We don't want inflation. And eventually, rates will normalize. Let's talk about some stocks making news today, especially Dick's Sporting Goods. Uh, shares popping 7% thanks to a uh, strong holiday quarter. So a lot of people got gym shoes or bike helmets or yoga pants for Christmas. And uh, it's all smiles at Dick's Sporting Goods. Yeah, hitting basically an all-time high. Isn't that remarkable? So in an economy, you know, and this is where we take a little bit of an issue with the Fed saying inflation is harming everybody and, you know, we have to drive the economy into something to accomplish, uh, you know, their goals. But people are out there shopping and doing what they're doing, buying uh, exercise equipment, getting out. And you, know, you see Dick's uh, $146 up 11% today. So there are, are good individual stock stories. NVIDIA, which we talked about a couple weeks ago, is doing well, is up today. And just remember, it's not normal when every stock in the market is down on a broad economic Federal Reserve news. So just give it a few more days. Hopefully we have a better picture of the economy with the jobs report on Friday that might show uh, quite a bit of moderation from what we had in January. Matt Shapiro, president, MWS Capital, based in Chicago. Thank you for joining us this afternoon. Conversation that's on the money. You're listening to the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's Travel Tuesday, and as you plan your next trip, you may be contemplating the purchase of travel insurance. Let's get some guidance from Cindy Richards, editor-in-chief of SheBuysTravel.com, based in Chicago. Cindy, thanks for joining us today. It seems like the COVID pandemic has forced all of us to rethink our relationship with travel insurance. Uh, before, maybe you thought you, you didn't need it because you knew you were going to take that trip regardless, but... Uh, so many instances of COVID exposures or maybe COVID cancellations has made a lot of people, made a lot of travelers more comfortable with the idea of travel insurance. It's true. Uh, a lot more people are, are at least looking at buying travel insurance. And in a lot of cases, it makes a lot of sense. I have an annual travel insurance policy, just like my annual car insurance policy, because I travel a lot. But most people buy per trip insurance. And that's actually in some ways a little easier because you can look at what you can get from the company you booked your trip with, what's their cancellation and refund policy. And if you think it's not going to cover you if something should happen, travel insurance, you can then buy a policy that actually would cover you in that event. But like any insurance, it's really important to read the fine print and understand what's covered and what's not covered. And, and what are the different tiers of travel insurance policies? I mean, obviously, there's one that covers all of your costs in the event that you have to cancel flight, hotels, so on and so forth. And But there are, there are other types of travel insurance policies. Yeah. So the one that most people think that they're going to get when they buy travel insurance is called cancel for any reason. Um, I decided I'm not going to take this trip because I'm worried about what's going to happen at my destination. So I'm going to cancel and I'm going to get all my money back from my travel insurance. But unless you bought this specific kind of policy called cancel for any reason, 
you probably won't get your money back. That's why you really need to know what you're going to, what you're covering. I think if you're, for example, if you're traveling with someone who has some health challenges, travel insurance makes sense because there's medical coverage for it. Some policies, you can buy a policy that um, you can get medical evacuation insurance so that they'll actually take you to the place where you want to get treatment. But again, you've got to know what the policy covers if you need that. Um, You know, the interesting thing is that most people think about it for, I'm going to take a cruise, I need travel insurance, I'm going to take this big um, trip that I've always wanted, I need travel insurance. But one of my uh, writers for She Buys Travel actually had a travel insurance policy. She was on a road trip when her 16-year-old son got sick, ended up in the hospital. Their whole trip was changed. They ended up with a week in a hotel. The The travel insurance covered all of it because they had the medical policy and the family that that was waiting there until her son was well enough to get out of the hospital. I'll tell you another story about uh, someone in my life was on a cruise last summer and the ship was in the middle of the Atlantic. Another passenger had a medical emergency and had to be choppered from the middle of the ocean to somewhere in Europe for treatment. So, yes, the medical insurance policy and things covered uh, under that, not as far-fetched as you might think. Oh, absolutely. I mean, what what I've used travel insurance for mostly is lost luggage. So you have to go out and buy, you know, um, new toiletries and some clothes to get you through until they find your suitcase. Um, Trip cancellation. I have a policy that if I have to cancel for business reasons, I can get covered. Um, So it's really about what are your needs. Um, Do you have a relative who is... um, ill and perhaps dying and and if you have to cancel your trip so that you can go to a funeral you know the travel the um your travel insurance will cover that and get you a refund for your trip so it's whatever your personal experience and your personal situation is you can buy a policy that will cover those needs for you cindy richards editor-in-chief of shebuystravel.com based in chicago thank you for joining us today join us at this time tomorrow for personal finance wednesday and still to come turbulence in the skies making headlines a deposit for your future the wbbm noon business hour continues there have been several noted incidents of turbulence impacting flights recently including one on a private jet that resulted in a death we're joined by joe schwederman professor of public services and director of the Chaddock Institute based at DePaul. Joe, thank you for joining us today. Uh, this is a very scary situation. And before we talk about the, uh, the the former State Department employee who died in an incident of turbulence in a private jet, let's talk about the Southwest Airlines flight uh, from Maryland to North Carolina that uh, the turbulence was so severe, not only they had to land at an abandoned airport, and then they were stuck. That's exactly right. I mean, Southwest just had a, a horrendous couple of months, and this flight, uh, you know, was uh, landed at Raleigh. It was a diversion. Passengers were throwing up, and we had an incident last week too, where a flight attendant, I think, hit the ceiling because of turbulence. And and these weather patterns are just something that I don't think the FAA has quite uh, got their handle on yet, because we haven't seen uh, anything like this—a string of turbulence. Uh, uh, instance, you know, any time in recent past. And then what kind of technology exists uh, in the cockpit or either, you know, we, we talked about the, uh, uh, the, 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 no, the NOTAM system uh, that caused a problem a couple of months ago that just tells you about weather en route and also about air conditions along the way. 
Yeah, I think we're exactly right. I mean, the newer planes have somewhat more advanced features to uh, anticipate uh, uh, air pressure turbulence. But, but I think what we're seeing here, these are very quick shocks. So we're very good at, of course, avoiding storms, uh, high-pressure systems that create problems of elect- electrical uh, lightning and so forth. But we're talking about just uh, air pocket. Uh, what we're seeing here is uh, just a lack of technology anticipate those because flight attendants are walking around uh, serving their customers and bam, they hit the turbulence pocket and uh, they're up on the ceiling. And so I think we're going to see more conservative routing around storms. And that, of course, could lead to some headaches with cancellations, delays. But uh, we're really lucky we had no fatalities in these in this last round. At least on the uh, on the commercial aircraft, we did have a, a fatality on a uh, on a on a private jet uh, in Connecticut last week. And is is is, is it also a, a fact that uh, you you are at greater risk if you're going through turbulence in a smaller aircraft versus a larger one? Oh, certainly, yes. And you're exactly right about private aviation. I mean, we see fatalities every year because of wind shear, for example, at takeoff and uh, and a big 747, you're going to have far less turbulence than even a regional jet. And, and airlines uh, know that there's not only safety issues, but there's comfort issues. So uh, people flying these little RJs, as we call them, know it's been a bumpy ride. And, uh, you know, it's a uh, 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 something that, that the weather in general is just creating headaches for the airlines. It's so many delays we saw last year were weather-related, and now we throw this new challenge, and I think we're going to see uh, uh, less uh, food service on airlines, for example, when we have, uh, we, you know, have difficult weather conditions, and that's going to uh, you know, impact the onboard product. And then very quickly, Joe, uh, is this a case where technology could uh, solve the problem? Because 40 years ago, you talk about wind wind shear and microbursts. I mean, they were the causes of fatal accidents in the 80s and 70s. And they they found a way around it. So is this a possibility that technology could solve turbulence? It is. And I am just marvel at modern forecasting now. You know, the uh, airports know exactly to the five minute interval when flights are going to take off. They do a really good job with that. Uh, What we're seeing are more uh, ground sensors around airports and satellite imagery. We can work together to catch these little air pockets. Uh, And uh, funny thing about the ones last week, they occurred at pretty high altitude. So, uh, you know, that's part of the mix as well. Joe Schwederman, Professor of Public Services and Director of the Chattuck Institute at DePaul. Thank you for joining us. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.